Welcome back to Helmets. Oh, it's it's the it's the it's the week. It's the week where dreams are made. It's Super Bowl mm-hmm. fucking week. It's Super Bowl Sunday on Sunday, and I'm so excited. It's it's almost. I always think it's like that. Like last day, you know. I just it's last day of school. Everything is so exciting in the lead up to the Super Bowl, and this is also when you get those people coming out of the woodwork who are, who are NFL fans and they weren't really maybe not very vocal about it or they just mm. watched it and they didn't really talk about it. All of a sudden, they're excited about the Super Bowl. People are like hitting you up. They're like, "Oh man, I want to put like a bet on for the Super Bowl. Uh, who should I bet on? That kind of things." Um, and people start talking about it. It becomes like, you know, it is the biggest sporting event in the world at the weekend. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's an exciting time. And I'm really, really excited for the Super Bowl because I think we're due a very good game. Yeah. I think uh, to be honest with you, like we'll talk a bit about this coming up, but I have to say often the championship games are actually better than the Super Bowl. That will not be true this year, uh, but that is because honestly, the championship games were not that entertaining. No, they weren't that entertaining. Um, we'll start there because we've been off. We've been off for two weeks due to our illness and fucking not doing it. It's fine. We're going to come back next year. We'll smash the shit out of it. What do you go out? Go outside for an hour, guys. Come on. You can <laughs> you can look up you can look up stuff on Twitter and then read it to yourself if you'd like. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's. So we had the uh, the um, championship games. We had the OFC championship. We had the NFC championship. Uh, we had uh, whatever the fuck the Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl is now. Uh, and now we're into the media circus of the of Super Bowl week. Uh, so I, for one, was incredibly excited uh, for the conference championships game, conference championship games. Um, and I was expecting really great things. Uh, so let's start with the most heartbreaking one of all uh, Eagles 49ers uh, which was um, certainly a game of American football where some shit fucking happened yeah that um, is one that, that is one that I like um, you know obviously my my friends don't get a lot of don't really watch it that much but that was one I like identified I was like this is the one we're watching it's going to be amazing like the, you know, I reeled off all the achievements of the teams and why their defending was unbelievable and why they had, like, they were so exciting. And it was horrible. Like, yeah, in a sort of sad way, not even, like, not, even, not necessarily in like a, not even in like a sort of, this is a bad game because players are playing badly, but it's just in a miserable way. Yeah, it was very, very sad. So the main thing, really, the main thing that happened is, uh, so... In the game, um, Brock Purdy, the guy we've been raving about all season, uh, gets yeah. a, a, a game-ending elbow injury. Um, yeah. So that's your third-choice quarterback essentially cannot throw. The elbow, I don't know if you've ever tried to throw anything. Uh, unless you're playing cricket, it's vital to the throwing. Mm. Uh, so he fucks his elbow up, and they're on to their fourth-choice quarterback. Who is barely even a, a? I think they they activated him low down. Uh, this guy called Josh Johnson. I don't know if you've so looked Josh into Johnson, Josh Johnson. I know who he is, and that is because he was with the Ravens for a very brief period of time. He's he was actually a yeah. He's played for the United Football League. 
Yeah, he's he's, he's played for 16, 16 NFL teams. Uh, the man's a machine. He's 36. I wonder if he's made any money. I reckon he's probably got a few banks in there. I think he kind of knows what he's doing. But he kind of he's been with the Baltimore Ravens twice uh, looking at his, his Wikipedia. Uh, the guy has absolutely no business ever setting foot on the AFC Championship game, taking any kind of snaps. Uh, yeah. So, fuck it. The guys, the what are they going to say? The 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 forty nineers be like, we made it this far with our our third string. Let's just give it to this Josh Johnson guy. And guess who is waiting for him? A guy called Ndomakan Sue, <laughs> the biggest bell end <laughs> in maybe the history of the NFL. Yeah, sparks him out with a hit. Uh, that means he's in concussion protocol. He was. So I would say. I would say, on a scale of like zero to two a. He was halfway. He had quite a severe oh, concussion. Yeah, like it was really bad. And in fairness, he, in fairness to the aforementioned biggest bell end in football, I don't think he actually meant that. Like he smashed no. him, but he didn't like he wasn't like driving him into the ground or anything like that. No, but I mean the thing is with these there's a whole a whole side quest that we can chat about when it comes to uh players trying to like, you know, put one on another guy. But kind of like in any sport, when you get some kind of substitute, some guy who's not, not got as much experience, first thing you want to do is put them under pressure. You want to show them that they're playing the game. And I think maybe that's what they were doing. Because you know that if you put pressure on a guy, you know, it's going to be, he, he's more likely to make a mistake. Like when there's a substitute goalkeeper, you want to take as many shots on target as you can to just kind of freak him out a little bit. Uh, and it meant that he was knocked out. Uh, and this this leaves left the 49ers in a very, um, a very weird position to be. Uh, because in the NFL, there's only a certain number of players you can have uh, what they describe as dressed, as in in the gear, ready to play football. Um, so, And I think they only really have two or three quarterbacks ever. Maybe it's the only, maybe it's only two uh, dressed to play. So yeah. what you've got then is there tends to be a guy, some dude who's on like maybe like a cornerback or some guy who's in there might have played like a few downs of quarterback at, at high school level. And he's known yeah. as the emergency quarterback. And they're basically really in trouble at this point. They're like, it, it's it's looking really, really rough. Just um, as an aside, sorry, just as an aside, um, given how given how important that particular position is, but also honestly, given how important uh, lots of positions are, one of the things that I think people don't appreciate, given how big uh, game roster NFL rosters are, is how thin teams are often at some positions, like. Whole seasons get derailed, and like the the tip, um, as well as having your star QB and coaching, NFL team NFL teams ultimately often win on how good their like shit players are and how oh, well yeah, drilled 100%. they are because they 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 absolutely there are often games where, for example, cornerbacks are injured all the time, and there are often often games where like they'll lose like two two cornerbacks in a game and just be like playing people in like weird positions and random points to try and like make up for it yeah well that's the thing so if you think i think it's a 54 54 people can be ready for a game and if you think about it in the basic terms there's like 11 players each side of the ball and each of them have one substitute you're already pretty much there and then you add a couple of kickers a couple of extra quarterbacks uh there, there isn't a lot of space to, to to have an unlimited number of quarterbacks in the game. Um, particularly, it's kind of also one of those things where, like, this has never happened before, right? Like, there's never been a position where they've needed to really 
particularly in the championship game, go down to that number of quarterbacks. Um, so it was really fucked up. And it basically meant that there's, we, we spoke about how the NFL is, is structured when it comes to strategy and why the 49ers are so destructive because you've got a running game and a really good throwing game. When you take the entire throwing game out, like Brock Purdy couldn't, like the best he could do was maybe a three yard dump pass. You you then just you know they have to run every single play, so you just stuff the stuff the line, and then it just suffocates the game, and that's what happened. And why it was so fucking frustrating is I really like the 49ers and I really like the Eagles, and I was looking forward to seeing an exciting game. And I was like, I turned it on, and I was like, oh, this is going to be shit for the rest of the game. This is going to be genuinely boring and kind of un- un- like uncomfortable to watch. If it was a if it was a you know. If it was a, a boxing match, they would have thrown in the towel. It was just like, oh, oh absolutely, done enough. Like it was, it was horrendous when it was just awful watching them pull Brock Purdy out, who like visibly couldn't throw. And I really, by by, couldn't throw. I'm not even right. Imagine a footballer who literally can't kick. Like he's just got one. Yeah, leg. it's it was like that. It wasn't like oh, he was doing playing through the pain. He, he like he literally couldn't move his arm properly to do it <laughs> like he was just had to just hand it and you know what weirdly the game wasn't even that like the eagles obviously eased to a win at the end but the 49ers the rest of the team still gave them a fucking run yeah they were really they were really pushing i mean they're not putting up crazy numbers like Jalen hurts had a really good game like on on his feet it's only had 121 yards throwing it was it was kind of boring. Like that was the the frustrating yeah. thing about it is is you know you're looking forward to seeing such an incredible defense and and whatever the for the Eagles could really put put up on their home turf, and it was just yeah it was just so disappointing. It's like going to the Millennium Dome. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's what it is. That's what. Um, and that's Funny a shame. Was uh, there. You know, you're like, yeah. half of you should have gone to jail for the Iraq war. It's just upset. Oh, yeah. Sad yeah. to see. Um, it is sad to see. But the Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, I, the, the other thing is, obviously, I predicted the 49ers to do the business, and they didn't. But, I mean, could they could they have done it at full strength? Maybe. Did they obviously do it in real life? Uh, no, they didn't, which is a shame. But also, we get to see Philadelphia Eagles, who are, well, you know, I think at this point, they're, they both the... Chiefs and the Eagles can be considered the best team in football, and their best team got through to the Super Bowl. So, absolutely good, uh, fine. I mean, it was kind of like it was just it's just disappointing, really. Uh, it was just a a real damp squib and a real shame to watch a guy like Brock Purdy, who's had a wild once in a lifetime season, end without being able to fight at all like that was it that's what really sucks and then so i was watching um the mic'd up uh highlights so they put like microphones in these guys pads so that you can hear them talking and they're so fired up the, the 49ers and they it, it they kind of had a bit of a bit of a, a momentum swing towards the end of the second half uh, when they scored a touchdown and then just as they're talking to each other, like the positive affirmations of the NFL of like people go, I love this game. Oh, it's all about positivity. Oh. As it as it slowly dawns on them that they don't have a quarterback, they're like, all right, guys, we just got to keep pressing. And then you could tell that like 
the the fire had gone but they just couldn't say it like they knew that they had lost and they, there's nothing that can be done uh, and it's a shame and they'll be back next year who the, the fuck uh, is going to be quarterback there's a lot of pro, there's a lot of uh, yeah, we'll talk about that shit. Bit, actually um, towards the end I reckon George Kittle summed it up uh, he was he was interviewed and they were like how does it feel how's it fit how are you feeling he said how does it feel to lose the NF the NFC Championship because we don't have a quarterback. It fucking sucks. Why else do you want me to stay? Like, yeah. Which I thought was like, yeah. Um, it's, so, it's, it's gutting. However, the other game was very good. The other game was very good. It was, um, it was, it was two very fight. good teams. Two good teams. Again, we're going to throw, I'm going to throw something out here. It was nowhere near as good as it could have been. And a lot of that was down to officiating. Okay, that's fine. I I think I I agree, uh, and I also disagree to a certain extent. There's basically one of the big calls I think was correct, um, and I think it was a real amateur move. Um, so, yeah, let's 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 get into this game because it was it was let's fascinating. Get into it. Um, the, so, yeah, Bengals headline. versus the Chiefs. Fucking headline, yeah. Chiefs won, and Chiefs they deserved they deserve to win, and they did deserve to win. Yes, and they were the better team. So they were. They kept hold of the ball. They didn't turn the ball over, um, um, and they played very, very, very well in front of their home crowd. Absolutely, they won a football match. That being said, Joe Burrow two interceptions. One of them was a bit bullshit. Kind of came off someone. So you can't do anything about that. Uh, but no, well, you fit- know, like I don't think that the thing. I think the thing is, is that um, at the end of the bit, at the end of the uh, after the Bills game, people were like, are, "Are the Bills?" Is you know, um, after the Bills Chiefs game, uh, people, well, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, is Josh Allen going to be like the new, um, like the new Cowboys QB Tony Romo, right? Who just like." Is good, but never, you, you know, can it, it never makes it. And that, and his best chance was a couple of years ago. My feeling is that the Bengals don't feel that their windows closed at all. I feel that the Bengals feel like actually they've got quite a lot in the tank. They've certainly got a few. They've got a good few years left of Burrow's rookie contract. They've got a good few years left of like attracting really good players to their squad. It is true that next year. Um, the AFC is about to get like ridic- ridiculous. Like there are the Bills, uh, but the whole the whole of the AFC, the AFC East, like the Bills, Jets, Dolphins, um, maybe the Patriots. Like that whole spectrum is like a, that's a ridiculous division, and the AFC North is also about to be ridiculous. Like the Ravens will probably keep them off probably pull up around him. Then the Bengals, you know, are the Bengals, and then the, the but then the Browns are unfortunately probably going to be good. And so are the Steelers. And that's yeah. just so I think that the Chiefs themselves have to be like to to get into the Super Bowl three times in five years is ridiculous. And Mahomes is just he is the best one. Yeah, he is, he is amazing. And this is going to be one of those rivalries where we get to watch forever 
uh, between these two. And hopefully, I just really, I you know, I really, really hope the borough wins wins a Super Bowl like eventually. Like it, it might not happen immediately, but uh, to be in the chat, and he's probably going to start putting up some numbers in a bit when they settle down. Yeah. Into, you know, they get get oh. a bit of experience. But I'd love I mean, to have the the chat of like, well, who's the best out of these two? Because watching them play is so much fun. Can I just say as well, uh, Mahomes. Speaking of injuries, Mahomes played injured. He did. He was. Um, he, he had a high ankle sprain, and it showed. Yeah. And he was still doing like Superman shit that like you would not like the, his pocket presence, the way he stepped in there and hung him to the last second, like I forget second, like last like fraction of a second, and did everything he could to move the ball around. Just some of the some of the some of the moves. You just don't. He's he's when he started, he was a, he was basically a gunslinger type with a with a sort of racetrack team built around him. Now I think he's got a bit of like Aaron Rodgers, sort of almost like jazz about the way he plays. You know, yeah, he's just he's just constantly inventive. I love that Andy Reid as well. That's why. It's oh so yeah, cool. definitely. Yeah, uh, that's, that's you know. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, yeah. But well, one thing we now time. know for certain, we now know for certain that like he can do it without Tyreek, which is which you know, everyone was doubting. Um, yeah, like, but I mean, obviously, we'll we'll always, I'll always like think. I'm very obviously very glad that Tyreek plays mm-hmm. for Miami now. But those years where you got to watch Tyreek Hill and um, and Holmes together was, and you know, fucking amazing tight end, and they had the Kareem Hunt was in the in his prime as well. It, they were they were a wild offense to watch, and I. I I'm, it's pretty cool that they are so good and he is so very good and statistically he's ahead of the game when it comes to pretty much every metric when it comes to uh, yards and wins and all this stuff uh, he's never going to be in the chat against Brady because he's not going to win seven Super Bowls because no one's going to win seven fucking Super Bowls no. but um, he's good. he's doing everything in his power to be considered top five Maybe Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks, even at yeah, but then, the young age. To be honest, I think that like my my number one is is Manning, and it always will be. So, uh, me too. Uh, I I agree. I, I well, obviously, because I fucking hated Brady forever, and I still do. <laughs> um, and so, but yeah, I always I always just watched I always watched Peyton as like a like a like an artist painting. Like uh, so Brady was like painting by numbers, like he was doing what he was told, like. I always found that Manning was just like, just an impressionist of American football. Uh, yeah, he like he, Brady, Brady, I think was more inventive than maybe you're giving him credit for, but I also think that he was like, you, you know, when people used to joke like that he was still basically the assistant quarterback, but the best ones will ever exist. That's not quite it, but it sort of is, you know? Like, the thing is about Brady, like, the, I just, I feel like it, it's the robotic thing. I, he was always just a fucking unstoppable Terminator, whereas mm. Peyton Man was just a fucking wild man. Who, uh, I, this is a cool fact. Well, as soon as they legalized weed in um, uh, Colorado when he was in, the, when he played for Denver Broncos, he invested yeah. in like like fifteen Papa John's franchises or something. Like he just saw the money. So no, Stoners are going to like that. Uh, and now he's just like living his life as like this nice man who's on telly uh, from a from a cool family, uh, but you know that was he's that kind was of funny. We're gonna have like his um he does uh he does he sometimes he does like ads with his brother Eli and like yeah his comic timing is pretty good. Like 
Oh like yeah, Brady, he's clever. Brady is not a funny guy, and he never will no. be. Like the thing is, um, we're going to have this this conversation about Burrow and about Mahomes forever, and and it's going to be mm. the same kind of thing of like of every single era, everyone's going to choose like you know Elway, Elway, Marino. Well, it's going to be yeah. like all, going all the way back for forever. Who's going to be who's the best quarterback ever? And um, it's exciting that we've got this new generation coming through, and a lot of them are very very strong now. Just we'll come back to the game, but what this one interesting thing that happened, obviously in our in the weeks we've been away, is Tom Brady has uh, officially retired. Yes, uh, apparently from the NFL. Uh, now I think it's real. As he fun. then, I th- I think it's real as well, purely because apparently he was given like two hundred and fifty million from like one of the sports broadcasters to be there, like one of their anchor guys, and that's a lot of fucking money, uh, and it means that he's still kind of close to the game, but. He's from California. Yeah. 49ers need a quarterback. I know. <laughs> I know. If, if, I know. Imagine if Brady played for the 49ers. That would be... <laughs> that's... Well, okay, fuck it. Let's go. Let's do the quarterback carousel. Right. Yeah. Where is Aaron Rodgers going? Aaron Rodgers is going to the Raiders. The Raiders. Okay. And that sends the Raiders into an absolute frightening powerhouse in the AFC. Like, it's going to be really bad. Jets. But... I I don't know that like California Rogers is like mentally equipped to deal with the Jets. <laughs> I think it would be quite poetic that he goes to the Jets after um after Favre went to the Jets. Yeah. Um he would also immediately make that team scary. Even yeah, if he's I on mean, the decline. They are they are, you know, they are a very, very good team and he's worth three wins. And he's proved that this year by being it basically just throw like being a very good, being the, one of the greatest ever. And it's exciting. The interesting thing about the Raiders is uh, they obviously fucking hate Derek Carr. Um, mm. And replacing him would be would be really, really, really big. Um, Derek Carr, I think, will go on and be a, um, will go on and be a backup somewhere that will, due to it, like quite a lot of old backups, Will due to injury get to start have a couple of like absolutely banger games and have fans been like why isn't this guy starting and then like you realize why he's not starting yeah um Raiders also also means Devontae Adams will, will meet up with him again with Rogers which yeah. would be no, yeah, huge that would for be those great. two guys um, um, it's yeah Could what else who else is uh, and of course the uh the Jimmy G Jimmy G carousel begins again. The 49ers that confirmed, like Shanahan basically confirms that he's not coming back. Although he did sort of do that before, but he really was just like, yeah, he won't be back. I don't see him coming back because if you go, um, you could go with Trey Lance as your starter if he really is, and then have Brock Purdy as your as your backup. So essentially all he's done is he's jumped to one position up the depth chart, which is good. You know, mm. it's fine. Um, I think... Uh, Joe Montana today said that he would start that he would start Jimmy G over Trey Lance or Brock Purdy, which I think is very funny. Well, yeah, that's, that's a silly. I mean, who's silly, listening to Joe Montana? Uh-huh. He's such a cool guy, though. I don't yeah, know. If he's, I, know right. I just googled him and I was like, I saw a picture of him from when he was in his prime, and the guy's an absolute, absolute, real cool dude. And there's always just, something cool. I think he made it. Like Joe Montana, like he made he made the 
49ers jersey cool like if you think about it, he's the first him and like jerry rice that first thought also as far as nfl player name of maybe all fucking time joe montana is clearly oh, that joe montana is so, joe, joe montana you might as well be called like joe america or some shit like that right it's just yeah, so like, like it's just like it's not just american but it's like folksy as well fucking yeah call him you king know, Legend of Joe Montana. <laughs> he, he was born in a town called New Eagle. Oh fuck off! Yeah, New Eagle. Um, Absolutely fuck off. <laughs> what a legend! Uh, and he just—he's just a, uh, you know, arguably one of the greatest. Um, one of the greatest. Well, people say he is the greatest, but I mean, not now. I mean, Tom fucking Brady is. Brady's the greatest. Ah, Manning's the greatest, but like, yeah, yeah. No, Manning is the best, which is yeah. a slightly different thing. Manning had the most skill, but Brady achieved the most, and there's not even really a question about that. Um, yeah. But yes, he has retired. All right, Brady. I think we're good this time. Um, there's quite, There's been a few different like bits of carousel. This is a, always a bit you don't want to, unless you're really big like Brady, or no one's going to care. You don't really want to retire this week because. You've got the kind of dead week between the um, championship games and the Super Bowl. Yeah. But to be honest, people want to hype up the Super Bowl. Like, the, um, like, what, did anything else cool happen this week? The, a cool thing that happened was that the, um, the Houston Texans hired a head coach. And the head coach is DeMarco Ryans, uh, who was a former linebacker who plays astonishingly recently uh he was actually um so he was the um he, he was an absolutely like he did he, he was an absolutely ridiculous he's like a pro bowl linebacker for the texans did really well um and he played alongside like jj watt so on do you know how old he is 38 38 wow 38 uh... and he's the, i think he's the he's not the youngest one because the um the uh, the youngest head coach must surely be Sean McVay. Uh, yeah, Sean McVay's thirty-seven. He was he was like mega young, but he was like that was almost like something that never really happened before with Sean McVay. Like everyone's like this guy is like the same age as the players, but Sean McVay, <laughs> yeah. Sean McVay never had like a Sean McVay was this like coaching wonder kid, right? Like he. You know, he was a college coach, like pretty much straight from college, and like he never. Whereas, like, this is the first time they've got. This is definitely the youngest guy that I've ever seen be a head coach who has like a playing career of note. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the interesting thing about America. Demarco Ryan was a player in 2015, so yeah, that's, that's a ridiculously reason. short amount of time. His final season was 2015, so what? That's like six years to become. To go from player to head coach, that's ridiculous. He's super well thought of in the Texans. So I do hope it, it seems quite a dysfunctional organization. So I do hope that it works out okay. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. Um, I think that they've got, you know, they got the draft pick that they, they kind of need. Um yeah. he was defensive be... rookie of the year, actually. Uh his first his first season. That's amazing. There's a lot of there's a lot of young guys. So Mike McDaniel's 39. I Googled him. Yeah. Um, he looks about 14, which is fun. And also, yeah. I, while I was just Googling his age there, 
Um, he was vaping during the Buffalo Bills Miami Dolphins wildcard game. Uh, just caught that's on camera sticking a little vape in his mouth, and I think that's very Mike McDaniel uh, <laughs> smoking behind the bike yeah, shed. That's emo, very, uh, emo head that's coach. <laughs> Real millennial move there. Do you reckon if Sean, I reckon Sean McVay uh, yeah. doesn't listen to Mike Chemical Romance? I reckon if Sean McVay uh, saw Mike McDaniel in the uh, in the coach's lunchroom, uh, he would almost certainly bully him. I think if um, Mike, Mc, I think if you asked Mike McDaniel if he knew what the black braid was, he would say yes. Oh yeah, he's I, 100%, I, I, I mean that in like, I mean that I really think he he does. But I think his actual music taste is probably, I think his actual music taste is probably like. Uh, like American, I think his actual music taste is probably like maybe like Grateful Dead or shit that he listens to. You know, I, like, yeah, I I think it's like I think he probably listens to whatever everyone in the locker room is listening to. Like he'll listen yeah. to a bit of like he'll listen to a bit of hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but I, I also think, think if you, yeah, I think if you ask Michael like Daniel, yeah, if I, I think if you asked him straight up. Do you know what the Black Parade is? He would he would be like, yes, yeah, an album by My Chemical Romance. Yeah, I reckon if you played that single G note on a piano, his, his ears would prick up a little bit. Like he'll, he'll know it. Ding. And then he'll be yeah. like, yes. Um, anyway, those are the head coaches who are fucking younger than me, uh, which is fun. Um, oh, wait, how old am I? Oh, no, I'm 36. So they're only a year older than me. So I've only got a year left. Still time. I'm a head coach in the NFL. Yeah, that's, that's going to be fun. Um, anyway, back to the. Yeah. <laughs> It's a dark yes. time in your life. Yeah, no, it's it like you know, discounting William Pitt the younger when like MPs and shit are like younger than you. That's starting to happen now, and I'm like, oh fuck this. <laughs> the the what's this? The the some fucking insane London guy. Ah oh, fuck, I don't know. I, I I genuinely have no idea about how like Lon- the Lon- the government of London works, but I think there's the Lord Mayor of London is like 22. Mm. Oh, there's loads of like councillors. They're just like they're just like you know politics versions. It doesn't really matter. But like, no, um, not the Lord Mayor of London. Some other fucking dude. So there's some guy who's like 22 years old, and he's like a huge, uh, big, big old, big, big wig down in uh, down in Westminster or wherever it is they live. Um, uh, right. But yeah. Anyway, back. But well, back to the uh, AFC Championship game because it kind of will be defined that unfortunately by. Um, a by the by the 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 referee the refereeing the the, the officiating was yeah. uh, tenuous and what's really frustrating about it is this these guys need to have these these big games to 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 always prove each other uh, they're always saying that like you know the Bengals can beat the Chiefs uh, in Kansas City um, they started calling Arrowhead Burrowhead. Uh, and then this mm. kind of shows maybe it's not the case. But then there's always uh, you never want to see any kind of sporting event end with any kind of doubt. Um, now, the actual ending of the game, the last few plays, uh, or the plays that led to the game-winning, uh, essentially walk-off field goal, um, there was uh, a unnecessary roughness call for a hit out of bounds on um, Mahomes. Uh, and that gives you another down, and it gives you the yards. And that basically took them into field goal range after the after the Bengals struggled on their their kind of what could have should have been their game winning drive. Uh, now, I have seen that from so many different angles, and I want to say it was Eli Apple who who made the hit. I could be mistaken mm-hmm. there. And 
I think it was fucking amateur. Like, just you know that when they step out of bounds, you don't hit them. I and he took two like... more steps out of bounds, and he he absolutely fucking shit mixed him. Like, I I think that that's unforgivable, and you you should have more discipline even in the big games. Yeah, agreed. And also, it, like, I don't buy this. Like, oh, you know, something similar happens to Joe Burrow like earlier in the game. The point is that the game is on the line at this point. Yes. Yeah. You don't, like, uh, don't that, even give him a shot. Don't even give it a chance. That's the other controversial opinion I have about kind of these kind of calls. Is I think that as much as there are letter of the law things that happen in sport, uh, context is unfortunately part of it. And that's why certain mm. things that happen in the middle of the the middle of the pitch in football uh, wouldn't mm. be a free kick, but then they would be a penalty in the penalty area. It's why, it's why honestly, sport. let's go. It's been it's been long enough since I can admit, admit this. The Ravens probably should have got pinged for pass interference in the in one of the final plays in the final play of the Super Bowl that they won, but they didn't. And a big part of the reason, honestly, is context, like the. Um, the way that the receiver was positioned, he probably wouldn't have caught the ball. And it was just, um, and the, like, uh, this has been played to me to death, but the, the reality is, is that the referees are more likely to like let you play in those situations. But if you do something like particularly egregious, like smoke someone out of bounds, they're absolutely fucking calling it. They're not going to let that, like, because in their heads, like a missed call earlier in the game is worse than a missed call later in the game. Sorry, what am I talking about? Completely, yeah, completely the opposite. A, a missed call later in the game, like something like that, is is so much worse than a missed call earlier in the game. And it's not yeah. even like it is that's, what it is. That's, it's not even close. It's kind of like how whenever things happen in sport, people always see these these kind of lightning moments, these these kind of snapshots, and they go, "This is why it happened." And they don't see the entire rest of the game. Like some of the famous, um, uh, like one of the very famous um, Boston Red Sox losing um, uh, um, World Series games. Um, there was, a, I think it was the 86 World Series. Um, a ball goes through a player's legs uh, and it basically would have won the game. I, I don't know. Baseball is, is way too boring. And um, everyone looks at that moment. And they're like, it's that guy's fucking fault. They don't look at everything else that happened in the game and they there was other errors and other small mistakes that don't really matter up until that one specific moment uh same thing that happened you know with with these with these like you know england losing the the euros and all of these moments where um the teams lose i think as fans we need to have something to latch onto uh to make us not necessarily not believe that what we've what we've seen but like it's very difficult to come to terms with the fact that your team has lost a game because they simply just didn't win it. Whereas it's so much easier to go, oh, well, yeah, it's obviously that we didn't win because of the great conspiracy against me specifically. Uh, and I think that's kind of what this is really. Um, but what has happened is uh, this has been an absolute meme minefield in the NFL. Um, uh, so it all started with this idea that the NFL is scripted and um, it, it was happened on Arian pod, sorry, Arian Foster's podcast. Uh, he's a fantastic running back. Uh, and they did as a joke, they said, Oh, the NFL is scripted. Um, we're given the scripts every year and in training and in practice and in preseason, all we do is we rehearse what's going to happen in the, in the upcoming games. 
And some people thought that this was real, and some people knew that it was a joke. And there's essentially just been thousands and thousands of really great memes uh, of the the idea that the NFL is scripted, which was it's kind of a tongue in cheek moment to say like, obviously it's not scripted. Obviously the, the fucking the Chiefs won, um, and yeah, it's just been it's been quite a fun uh, a fun thing that's happened. Uh, namely, the best one I think was was a uh, the. Um, uh, a gif of Tom Brady looking over his shoulder, just saying like, looking at uh, looking at Matt Ryan when he's looking at the Super Bowl script, uh, stuff like that. Um, there has been quite the discourse. I also think people just need some fucking shit to talk about between uh, the the championship games and the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I think that um, people just need like, there's a lot of there's a lot of chit chat. Uh, and you know what? The reason there's chair chat is because this week was the Pro Bowl and it's shit. The Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl is a fucking interesting game. Uh, so I I always, one of my favourite things about the Pro Bowl in the past when it was an actual game of football, mm. was I always thought it was really cute how they get to wear their, uh, their conference gear, but then they just get mm. to wear their own helmet. And I thought that was quite an aesthetic way of playing American football. Uh, it used to be after the Super Bowl, so the players who were in the Super Bowl could be in the Pro Bowl, and they'd hold they'd hold it in um, uh, Hawaii, so Hawaii could have um, a game of the NFL taking place on in that far mm. distant uh, uh, part of the part of the country. Um, and over the years, people realised that nobody gives a fuck after the Super Bowl. Like literally, it's like the day after Christmas. It's like turn all the Christmas lights off. We're done for mm. the next bit. Uh, so they moved it to before the Super Bowl. What that meant was all the Super Bowl players couldn't be in it. So then it was just the fucking also rounds, the guys who didn't make it to the Super Bowl. And that meant more and more people turned off. And then they just kept tweak- tweaking the um they get like celebrity managers in. Uh they would get like celebrity like guests to do certain bits. They did one thing where they would have they had like with like computers on the sidelines so the players could yeah. tweet like as they were playing. And nothing, nothing, nothing well, made any sense. The problem is right, a really basic level. The Pro Bowl is ostensibly no different to any other kind of exhibition game of any other any other sport, except that, and you know there are like you know rugby union, for example, has exhibition games like the Barbarians games that have that are like really well seen and regarded. The problem is that American football, compared to other games, is two things. Firstly, uniquely a serious event sport. You know, there's only a few games even in the regular season. And that, and what they, the way that they sell it, is that like every moment of it, like massively matters, and could potentially change the course of a whole season. And that is true, but it also means the Pro Bowl that makes the Pro Bowl like immediately irrelevant. And also, secondly, the game is so absurdly violent that like, yeah, you, you need the motivation you need to like smoke people. Play after play after play. It's just it's not there. Like they're not going to play hard, and so the games like the, the game isn't good. Well, that's the thing about it. That's they the, actually played. They played football stopped. this year, didn't they? They didn't even. They, they played. Play. They had all kinds of little mini yeah. games. It was. It was. It was. I mean, it wasn't good by any stretch of the imagination, but it was definitely oh, fun. Like so, the guys. So yeah, in the past they would kind of play like half speed, particularly on the line. The kind the receivers would have all the time in the world to make some, basically do like Harlem Globe Trotters kind of shit. Um, and it was a bit of fun, but you know, players still got fucking injured, and 
the worst thing i mean imagine if you blow your acl out in the pro bowl and then you can't play the following season and it ruins your mm. entire life so what they did this year is they changed it to have like essentially madden mini games but in real life so there was like a flag football game there was uh, like a strength test some someone i can't remember who it was someone someone like dislocated their shoulder doing something so like it's not without its dangers uh, but they basically stay they're done they're like no more pro bowl we're just gonna have like snoop dog playing flag football with tyreek hill which i think that's all right i mean i didn't fucking watch it but it was i'm, I'm sure that's fine um the guy, I think there's still a lot of prestige in being chosen for the Pro Bowl. I think that players still want to be um, be in the team. They just still want to be recognised. Uh, it looks good on their contracts. It looks good uh, on their legacy. Um, the yeah, but they just want to fucking play it, and that's fair enough. So, as you were saying, like very violent sport. There's exhibition games and other things. There's like, I mean, football has um, uh, testimonial matches, which are. Uh, really funny if you ever watched a, a player get a testimonial match uh it's really interesting interesting fact uh diego maradona played for Tottenham hotspur uh for um Aussie our dealers um that's interesting uh, testimonial. so there is a photo of him at white Hart lane wearing a uh Tottenham hotspur shirt which is pretty cool um anyway so i think other remote the, the idea of a pro bowl where they select all the best players and they play a cool game against each other it happens in every other sport in america um and it happens during the season, like in the middle of the season. So every single time they play it, it happens as the teams are playing, simply because baseball, uh, ice hockey, um, and basketball, they play hundreds of fucking games each year. Uh, so again, it's, it's completely different to the NFL. Uh, also, maybe with a certain extent, the, the ice hockey, it's not as high impact. So you can have these exhibition games in the middle of the middle of the season. Uh, but it's just not, it just wouldn't work. It just doesn't work in the NFL. Um, and it's just not something to get excited about. Unless you're playing Madden, I, I think it's a bit of fun. But um, mm. there, was an, there was an American executive, I forgot who his name is, in the Premier League who floated the idea of a uh, Premier League um, all-star game. Mm. And uh, he got laughed out of town, obviously. Um, all-star game. Uh, and... Yeah, I can't remember his. Oh, Todd Bowley, Bowley. I can't remember. He's the owner of yeah. Chelsea. He wanted, he wanted a North versus South Premier League All Star match, uh, which I think would have been uh, another slow, painful step that football takes towards being uh, just so fucking bullshit. But fine, whatever. Uh, I, it wouldn't work. It would be funny, but it wouldn't work. Um, yeah, obviously, because... I noticed that. Um, I noticed that Man- Manchester City. Um, in their press release. So Manchester City recently got done for the financial fair play rules. And in their press release, they genuinely called the league the EPL. And I, I like I was like, ah, the game's gone. Yeah. Game's it's, gone. It's, the game EPL is gone. Game's gone. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that's quite funny about the NFL, really, is other than obviously thousands and hours, thousands of hours of adverts during the game, when you're looking at the field, like they're not selling jersey space to fucking investment companies like no, i'm sorry man, but like, like like for all the for all the the it, it's bad in its own way but like like cigarette companies aren't like sponsoring jerseys and like i, I know that's not real that's kind of an exaggeration but you know what i mean like fucking like ladbrooks are not like poisoning the minds of its of the fans and the players you know, it's not like it's not like that 
Uh, I think uh, so. I've, I've got an unpopular opinion about cigarette advertising, but I'll get onto that in one sec. But I, I think that the inter- scary thing about watching NFL is, um, is how how desensitized as an English sports fan I've become to seeing adverts for betting, um, and how unbelievably jarring it is to see it in American, like a, a different language of advertising. So as they kind of start ramping up your the sports betting in America, and you're just like, it's kind of become such an ingrained part of our entire nation like you know mm. a, a, a bookies on every corner uh heavily advertised like bets on as like bet in play stuff it's like like having to watch an uh, sorry a, a fa cup games but only on bet 365 on the website um it's quite interesting that now that they're ramping up in america it's like oh shit they're gonna go through that whole whole stuff as well mm. and it is actually it's so it's, it is dangerous um and quite scary to see that happening um anyway my my controversial take on uh cigarette advertising is in formula one i think they should uh bring it back uh because the cars looked cooler when they were advertised by cigarettes uh imagine if like mclaren could have the classic marlborough uh livery again everyone would love that uh, also nobody smokes anymore like it's fine like we'd, yeah, everyone's it's vaping. A... and also they're advertising fucking vapes on the on the cars and the, the the vape companies are owned by the cigarette companies, so just put put Marlboro on the back of the car. Everyone likes the aesthetic of it. It's not going to make anyone yeah. smoke anymore. Um, it's just the cars look cooler. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the that's what I think. But yes, that was uh, the Pro Bowl, uh, and that was what we were looking at. Now the other cool thing that's happening is let's look ahead to the big game. Let's look ahead to the Super Bowl. Um, let's get excited because I'm excited about the Super Bowl um, because. It's like one of the best days ever. Um, I have in the past known, I've been known to wish the person at Sainsbury's when I've been buying my chicken wings a um, uh, happy Super Bowl, uh, greeted by largely uh, uh, vacant signs. Of, like They have no idea what I'm fucking talking about. Uh, but it is the Super Bowl um, and it's it's going to be fun. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Uh, Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs are going to win. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be. Chiefs. I think. It, like. Yeah. However. However, let's hedge this. The. The. The Eagles. Can't help the run that they've had. It is what it is. They can't help the fact that people have said, "Oh, they haven't faced anyone," and when they finally face the 49ers, blah 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 blah. They can't yeah. help the run they had. They still deserve to be there, and they're. Defense, especially, is unreal. Yeah. So, I they, think they're going to be really yeah. good. Chiefs are going to win. I think it's going to be a cool. Uh, I think it's going to be a cool game. I think the Chiefs are going to win. I, I, I don't think it's going to be like super comfortable, but I think that it's not going to be a super close game. I think that there's just going to be. I think the, the Chiefs are just better, and they will become. They will. They will win the Super Bowl. Um, there's a couple of obviously great things coming up. Like we got the two youngest quarterbacks ever to, to to face off against each other. I think 24 and 26 or something like that, which is again yeah. insane. How young? How young? Um, the, uh, um, also, you know, if you're um, if if like, I don't really know. It, it it shouldn't be a thing, but it is a thing. It's the first time two African American QBs have faced each other in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's amazing. I can't believe that as well. That's really surprising. Yeah, uh, but that's, that's that's amazing. Uh, we've got Kelsey Bowl. We've got the two brothers. First time two brothers have faced off against each other. <laughs> first time uh, two guys. First time. First time two guys with a podcast have faced each other in the Super Bowl. 
That must have happened before. No. Well, that's amazing. Not, no, but because it's it's not just who's guested on the same podcast. It's two guys who are who have their podcast together. Have the same? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. The Kelsey brothers. They have their. I was same, like, loads of people. I was like, what do you Kelsey mean? Because loads of those guys have the podcast. Yeah, the they have, yeah. It's the Kelsey brothers. They have a podcast together. They want. Um, <laughs> they want. Uh, they want their mum to do the coin toss, like the ceremonial coin toss. Can I just say, by the way, their podcast is really good. Like they're quite like they're quite um they're quite they're very clearly like popular guys within the um within the like football community and also like I, I saw this interview with Mahomes and that that they did. Firstly, it's the first time I found I, I realized that Mahomes is quite funny. Uh secondly, like the way that Mahomes was talking about Kelsey, uh, Kelsey he was like, yeah. Uh, like he went on this like night out and like came in late the next day and the first thing they asked him because he was like a rookie and the first thing they asked him were like were you with Travis <laughs> like <laughs> and so clearly he's got this reputation of being like a little you know the guy that sort of is a bit too fun and like gets people in trouble and you can kind of see because like as I say it's the only time I've ever seen Mahomes be like funny but he's clearly so at ease with these with them that they're clearly like. So like all the interviews are like, really good. I do hope they carry on with it because like yeah, even even guys that are normally like dead media trains, like really like on the button. Like Rogers comes out with some crazy shit these days, but like yeah, um, but like that like um, yeah, even guys who are like really media trained, really on the button, they're like absolutely get they they really get put on ease. I think that's very cool. So yeah, um, so. Super Bowl is also going to be the two, the two teams that Andy Reid will be known to, known known to be the, the manager yeah, of, crazy, the, yeah. the head coach of, uh, and he never he never made it. He never won the Super Bowl with the Eagles, and it was always like, was is this guy going to always be the nearly man? And then he turned out that he wasn't, and he went to um, I think quite a lot of that was Donald McNabb to be honest. But like, it was um, yeah, yeah. So that's exciting. So you've got Kelsey Bowl, you've got the Andy Reid Bowl. Uh, you've got the two youngest quarterbacks, first time two black quarterbacks gone up against each other. It's good, it, that's all there. It's all there for a really exciting, they're fucking amazing teams to watch. They're really fun on defense, really fun on offense. Um, and I think we, we're going to have a nice, a good Super Bowl. Um, there's been a couple of bad ones in, in the last few years, uh, but this one I think oh, I'm going to put it put out there and say is going to be a, a top. I think, this, I think this is going to be a banger. Like they, they don't play, neither teams don't play in a way that suggests that it's not going to be entertaining. You know, like, admittedly, so the worst one that I thought was going to be good, that was just, like, flat-out awful, was the Broncos Super Bowl. The, sorry, the Broncos, the Legion of Boom year, where the Seahawks just, like, demolished the Broncos. That was the worst yeah. one I've ever fucking seen. But That was bad. Um, uh, there was the, the fucking Patriots LA Rams in 2019. Yeah. Shite. Um, I think this is going to be good. Yeah, I think so. I think I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this one. Um, and... It's yeah, it's good. We got Rihanna on the halftime show, uh, which is going to be fun. Um, I, I have, I only just started watching the halftime show because mm. back in the day when I was a younger man, I would have, I would do, I'd be doing the cooking and, and be preparing chicken wings for everyone who was around my flat. Now I just have a protein bar and go to bed really early. Um, and yeah, so it's going to be Rihanna. So oh, that'll be a good halftime show. Last year it was a fucking banger halftime show with all of the great rappers oh, from yeah, LA. Yeah. That was one of the best ones. My all-time favorite uh, was Prince. Obviously, is the greatest halftime show of all time. Uh, special mention was uh, would be Bruce Springsteen was a really good one. Ooh, uh, yeah, that I, that I watched. Um, 
but yeah, other than that, like I don't, yeah, I for for many years I didn't watch the halftime because I would be serving the second course of whatever I was making, um, and also I'd be really hammered drunk by then because uh, the rule is you can't drink until like the pre-game, which starts like <laughs> an hour before. Otherwise, like you'll just be asleep by the, by the time the game comes around. That, that being said, one time the the Super Bowl, the the um, the Ravens Super Bowl was the blackout Super Bowl where Beyonce yeah. knocked all the lights out of the arena. And that was like a 45 minute nap that you could have at like three o'clock in the morning, which was quite refreshing uh, when you've been up all night. Um, so yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be a Super Bowl. Uh, there's, there's, yeah, it's, I don't know how we, how we're going to watch it. I don't know how you're going to watch it. I'll probably watch it on uh, Sky, but the, 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 the option there is also to watch the, the BBC commentary, which is adorable. Mm. Um, and I'm not doing I'm not part. doing any kind of party this year, which is like for the first time I'm literally just gonna be sat on a flat with my wife asleep next to room, just like just watching it on headphones. So we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> that's what I've that's that I've done it I've done it a couple of times now, just on my own doing doing the Super Bowl. And if it, the game's it's good, if the game's good, it's good. I the the last time I did the Super Bowl on my own was actually unreal. Like I've been on a weekend away on my own to Hamburg. Um, and I was like trying to write my, I was trying to write a comedy show and like I wrote it. Um, this is before my first Edinburgh run in 2018. And I wrote, I finished writing it, stopped the Super Bowl on. It started even later than it starts at like just after midnight. Um, I needed to leave at the latest I could leave to catch my flight, get the metro, it was five. It finished, it looked like it was going to go at like quarter to five, it looked like it might go to overtime. It didn't. Just about. It finished at five. I just turned turned the TV off, picked my bag up, walked straight onto the metro, and like got my plane home. Oh, that's Great. amazing. But, yeah. yeah, it's a very special time in the world of sport, and I'm really, really hyped for it. Uh, it's going to be good. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's Super Bowl Sunday. Um, Super Bowl so Sunday, baby. We'll be back after this. Um, the other, oh, the other. It's also there's a lot. You tend to be other. There's going to be. Um, uh, it's like six nations on as well and stuff like that which is always fun to to warm yourself up during the day um mm. and then that's it then we're we're done for another season um and then we'll yeah see what happens um but yeah that's see it what happens. All right, right see you on the other see side of the super bowl see you on the other side see you later, guys bye see you guys. bye, bye.